Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And will Warner ever let Leslie Grace become a them or do they have something against her? What is their issue with her? It's so sad. (laughs) It's so sad. She's just out here trying to become a them and they're like, nope. This woman literally gave up her music career to like be on Warner Brothers projects and they're like, no. We're putting you on like the who and the flop. They didn't give In the Heights enough of a marketing push. They dumped it on HBO Max and didn't care about it during awards season. And then Batgirl, they made. They said, hey, girly, you can be Batgirl. And she was like, okay, amazing. And then they were like, "Amazing." no. She definitely got her paycheck, though. I'll tell you that. Yes. Well, fortunately, I listened to Matthew Bologna's The Town And they made it clear that everyone's still getting paid, which I don't know why I even question that, but it's good to know. But they get to save money on taxes. (laughs) It's sad for the career, you know? I mean, at least In the Heights is viewable and is out and is a good movie. And she's one of the leads in it. But like, this was supposed to be her big coming out party. She was like kind of a relatively successful singer, Spanish language singer before this. Mm -hmm. And she like kind of gave that up or at least like put it on pause to like be in these projects that are just not happening. She had a Google ad in her one of her music videos, Bachatica. <laughs> we have to play the opening. Hey Google, play Bachatica by Leslie Grace. Okay. She was getting this bond. Do you know that Diane Warren wrote one of the songs on her debut album? Oh, no. Adios Corazon <laughs> is the name of the song that Diane Warren wrote. And I'm just like, interesting. I didn't know she wrote non-English songs, but apparently she does. Diane Warren can write them all. And she only needs one songwriter. She That's Diane Warren one. to write a flop. <laughs> she needs just one songwriter, not 24. She got dragged to hell for that query. She should know better. Oh. Adios Corazon is actually pretty much entirely in English. (laughs) So (laughs) Diane Warren heard one phrase and decided to write an English song around it. But, you know, good for her. She's versatile. To quote Matt Bellany, he thinks that they're going to feel bad and give like the directors that are involved and Leslie Grace another shot at something else. But it just sort of feels like, yeah, I don't know, a, a reality show on point. Discovery Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Glaser presents Love with Leslie. <laughs> B-Girl Island starring Batgirl. <laughs> Leslie Grace movies keep flopping, but maybe she'll win at love or something like that. Oh, maybe they could um, give her like a home reno show or something. Does she need a new kitchen? I know. Well, that would be on the Discovery tab. (laughs) (laughs) We're screwed. You're the only one I know who pays for Discovery Plus. Like, who could defend that network? So many people are, like, coming to Twitter being like, Discovery Plus, that's the worst one. I'm like, I keep thinking, like, Bobby Pazer and Mommy Pazer. Are you out of your mind? The worst one? Shut up. No, I (laughs) watched... um, I started a new show on what is it? Discovery Plus last night, and it wasn't. What is it? I don't remember what it was called. What kind of depths do you have to be in to start a new Discovery Plus show? Lindsay, last night, I started two docuseries that had been recommended to me. The first one was... The Anarchist? Keep Sweet, Keep Sweet, Pray, Obey. Or... I should have fucking started Anarchist, and I forgot. I know. I did it's Keep crazy. Sweet, Pray, Obey on Netflix, and it was instantly like is. so disturbing. The one about FLDS, the fundamentalist. No. I don't need it. 
I turned it off. I was like, this is so disturbing. Then I had heard good things about this Hulu freeform doc called like Deep Ends or The Deep End uh, because no. someone called about it. And then within 45 seconds, I was like, this is fucked up. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Then I went to Discovery Plus, so watched one episode like, of a new show, a show about, about like the like, first time homebuyers in Detroit. Yeah. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. First time homebuyers in Detroit. It was fine, but there was only one episode available. Then after that was over, I needed to find something light because I was running out of time before I had to go to sleep. And I watched this show on Netflix called like Baking Impossible where they pair. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. They pair bakers with engineers as in, like, engineers who don't know how to bake and bakers who don't know how to engineer, they have to make baked goods that also do things. Like so function. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's a like make a cake in the shape. It's like pop. make a cake in the shape of a boat that will float on the water and then you have to eat it afterwards. <laughs> and then the next episode I watched too was like, make a cake in the shape of a robot and the robot has to have, be able to move with a remote control so that you can send it through an obstacle course, but it has to taste good. You're like a good example of like the cake chaotic tv structure that exists now where like we used to complain about like flipping channels to try and find something and you're just like back <laughs> in that like you you it, it's like oh now we don't have to do that anymore it's like no we still fucking do that it just looks like what you did the deep end literally starts with the like a disclaimer at the beginning that's like the deep end features uh like child conversations murder, about child childhood yeah. sexual abuse suicide like every possible depressing topic and i was like no why would i do this <laughs> and then i watched someone turn a robot into a cake or a cake into a robot i'm not, I'm not sure what you call it um the point is okay, leslie grace is give her a fucking <laughs> chance okay she's a star I mean, I think Leslie Grace could be in any of the things that you described. I mean, maybe not the depressing documentaries, but at least the cake engineer thing. Like, she could definitely host that. She could host. Oh, she'd be better than the host that they got. I Let don't really know her skills. The I've host never that seen they her got is so bad. <laughs> I, I've never seen her in anything because, to be fair, there's only one thing available for me to see, and I haven't seen it. So, like, I don't entirely know how she'd be, but, like, I think she'd be okay. Unless they delete that one, too. They keep deleting things. Oh my god, I can't. Delete, I mean, delete, delete. It's, it's so really funny. funny how devastated people are about the deletion of movies that like I'm 100% sure they didn't see. Like I get that right. it's the point, but I'm like you didn't watch that. Like don't people act are like, like you're so This depressed. is why I buy physical media of all the shows that I love because I can't watch American Pickle anymore. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. Truly. No, like relax. Who is mad that American Pickle got deleted? Like you didn't even care about it when it was there oh you're so mad about like seth rogan's like shitty movie oh god oh definitely his shittiest movie you are listening to who's there a weekly call-in show where we take your questions comments and concerns at 619 who them let's begin with comments hi Lindsay, bobby i had to pause the pod because you were talking about whether or not gen z knows about the hindenburg and i as a gen z am here to tell you that we do because we learn about it in school like high school like it's taught in school i literally had to do a report on it in my 10th grade chemistry class yeah so um if you pay attention and school you you do know about the Hindenburg okay crunch crunch hi who weekly so I am a part of Gen Z and y'all said that Gen Z absolutely does not know about the Hindenburg but I do know about the Hindenburg um I learned about it it was it literally I think we were talking about like 9-11 in like third grade and then someone was like oh, yeah, that's, like, American version of the Hindenburg, even though the Hindenburg did happen in America. And then I, like, Googled it, and, like, I was, like, traumatized for a weekend, and I couldn't sleep for, like, like weeks. Um, yeah, so Gen Z does know about the Hindenburg. Crunch, crunch. Okay, Gen Z knows about the Hindenburg. This was a trick to get Gen Z people to prove that they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Now we can prove to our advertisers that we can open up to a younger demographic. Oh my god, we can sell like um um what are Roblox. what are Gen Z people like doing? <laughs> yeah, we can Roblox. sell Roblox. Oh my god, know. my little what cousin was playing Roblox the other day and it was like um 
she was like playing a game, but it all looked like McDonald's. And I was like, is this a McDonald's game? And she was like, no, it's Roblox. And I was like, yeah, but you're like in a McDonald's. And she was like, no, it's Roblox. And I was like, I'm losing my mind. I kept being like, but that's McDonald's. She's like, no, that's Roblox. And then she was like, I don't even like McDonald's. And I was like, okay, I don't care, but like you're in a McDonald's. Anyways, um, you shouldn't let me near Roblox. <laughs> I'm seeing clips of it online. This is just the okay. McDonald's. Yeah. So imagine my my surprise when she said, I don't like McDonald's. And she didn't acknowledge that she was in a McDonald's. Wait, they fully have like a menu and everything and a parking Thank lot. Thank you. Okay. Well, <laughs> it I'm says just McDonald's. You, like, okay. Well, there's also games in there. You have to like jump across hot ovens or whatever, which was what she was very focused on. And I just kept saying, is that a McDonald's? What caller said that 9-11 was the American Hindenburg, <laughs> even though they both happened in America? You know, we didn't say that they had to know what it was. They just had to have awareness of it. It's like one of those polls. Do you have an awareness? Right. Do you have an awareness? You know, do you have an awareness of what the Hindenburg is? It's like vaguely, yes. Isn't it like 9-11? Well, okay. Well, no. Whatever. Okay. Those are my favorite kinds because they're like the least useful type of poll and yet. Like, you can get the best result. They'll find a way to use it. They'll find a way to use it. Like, are you aware? Are you, like, have you ever heard? (laughs) Of the Hindenburg? Someone else Um, called. I'm not sure if I'll play the call, but they said that one of the most iconic episodes of Mythbusters is about the Hindenburg. And that proves to them that Gen Z knows what the Hindenburg is because of Mythbusters. And I'm like, Gen Z still watches Mythbusters? Well, I feel like Mythbusters kind of fell out when conspiracy theories became like increasingly toxic in our culture, you know, like, yeah, they were busting myths, but like, I don't want them to bust like certain myths or even try. (laughs) Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I was just listening to you guys talk about Coke Zero and I versus Coke lighting Europe. And I'm very sad to say that there is no more Coke light in Europe. I was in Italy and Portugal, and everywhere I went, they only had Coke Zero. It destroyed my young memories of having a Coca Light in a glass bottle in Europe. So that's what's going on with the Diet Coke versus Coke Light versus Coke Zero situation in Europe in summer of 22. Me in Europe. Bye. I'm sorry that you couldn't get your Coca-Cola Light in Europe, but it's still available in Europe. It's just rarer. She was, on, Coke, she was there. She couldn't get it. Coke Zero, based on my research, Coke Zero is just significantly more popular than Coke Light in Europe. But Coke Light is still around. Coke Zero is just more ubiquitous. When I tell you I've had so many Coke Zeros this week, just because oh. like you, it's like seeded into my mind because of this conversation. I just kept going for Coke Zero. Doesn't Coke Zero taste different now than it did years ago? Didn't they kind of change it up? I don't know. It just tastes like Coke to me. I haven't had Coke Zero in so long that like I'm kind of interested in trying it again. It tastes like Coke. That's the point of it. Because Diet Coke tastes not like Coke. So they said, okay, well, now we need something for the people who actually like Coca-Cola who don't want to drink sugar. Mm-hmm. So let's make something that actually... Because Diet Coke is like another beast altogether. We've already had this conversation. Yes. Anyways, I've had quite a few and they're good. they hit. They hit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not in Europe. Maybe they'd hit better in Europe, but they hit. Fine. My anecdotal evidence about the popularity of Coke Zero is taken from the series Irma Vep. And oh, in, I believe it was the final episode of Irma Vep. You finally finished. Wow. Yeah, it's good. The Gen Zers are at the vending machine and one of them is like, Ooh, they're French. The French Gen Zers are like, oh, Perrier. One of them gets a Perrier and the other ones just get cans of Coke Zero. And I was like, wow, Coke, Coke Zero is big on Gen Z. And oh my France. God, Irma Vep. France. She said. Irma Vep said. Irma Vep said. <laughs> Coke Zero is popular. The internet says Coke Light still exists. It's just Irma Vep said. popular. Yes. Also, you can just find tweets of people like in Europe, like enjoying a nice, chilly, frosty Coke light. You know, it exists. Shout out to them. Next call. Uh, Had to pause the pod. Um, I have Taylor Swift chat information, which Nelly said is funny, but this part is hooey, um, which is she used to own a whole entire hangar in Nashville that was like commercial size and grade. But it wasn't really her. It was her dad. And he was running, like, a whole private jet company, like, under – with Taylor's jet and with this hangar and was, like, leasing out the hangar space. So I used to work for an airline. It was a regional airline, so our jets were, like, smaller, like, you know, like 100 people fit on them. And we bought their hangar from them 
and he started using it to do maintenance on our planes. Like, that's how big the hangar is, is it could fit, like, I think it could fit, like, four 100-person planes. But anyway, more on the story. Taylor dad is running, and probably based on her high jet usage, is still running, like, a whole private jet rental aircraft storage aircraft maintenance sub company um, under Taylor's name. Uh, and probably very, very profitable. Uh, when we worked with him for the hangar, um, he was uh, really good to work with, but also uh, made us pay him a lot of money. So that's my uh, information on that. Taylor Swift's dad. Uh, yeah, crunch, crunch. Okay, an overwhelming amount of information about Taylor Swift's history with planes and aerospace. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, and like she can't find the caller, so best of luck. Jalopnik wrote about Taylor Swift's multiple private jets in 2015. And in this reporting, it turns out this, apparently, I'm assuming that it's the same company. The company that Taylor Swift's father owns is called SATA LLC. Jalopnik assumes that it's the initials of the Swift family members. Scott. Yeah. Andrea, mommy. Uh-huh. Taylor. Uh-huh. Taylor. Austin. And Austin. <laughs> oh my God, I remember Austin Swift. Never. He's this not gonna Austin's happen. Austin Swift. Role. This is Austin's Austin biggest Austin not role. gonna happen. Swift. I love him. As the final acronym in his dad's jet business. Austin not gonna happen. Swift is the funniest guy. I love him. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I'm just wondering about 070 Shake. She's Kaylani's girlfriend. She's credited on Beyonce's album for Alien Superstar. She's a recording artist in her own right. Is she a who or is she a huh? And related, Kehlani, is she still a who or has she ascended to them status? Or was she a them for a while? All right, Tinti Bolesian, bye. Wow, this is a lot of interesting questions here about 070 Shake and girlfriend Kehlani. Kehlani. They were apparently together, then they were broken up, but now they're together they're again because together. as recently as June, it was Kehlani, not 070 Shake. 070 Shake, no, Kehlani posted a photo of the two of them together and said, happy birthday, my heart. Six years of friendship, almost one year of love. Nothing I say in a caption could explain or compare. You're one in a million, Danny. I love you, my very best friend. 070 Shake's real name is Danielle Babuena, so... Yeah. I feel like the last time we talked about Shake was when we talked about Kilani. Well, I don't know if we, I forget if we cut it, but it was a segment about how Kilani was like, I'm not doing press anymore. They keep mm -hmm. like misusing my words. It was like a big interview and she mm -hmm. was like, no, I'm not doing interviews anymore. Like, good luck promoting my music, which is actually really funny because Shake has been doing a lot of interviews because she has a new album mm -hmm. out. It's yes. called You Can't Kill Me. And so it's just like, it, maybe that perspective has shifted a little and maybe that like, not wanting to do interviews anymore was maybe kind of part of them like breaking up and getting back together and that being like asked about and not really wanting to be answered. Yeah. I could, I could understand the tension whenever two, the two people in a couple are up and coming stars at differing stages in that up and comingness. Like Kalani has been up and coming for much longer than Shake has. Right. Kalani is like kind of like old hat now in terms of like being an up and coming artist, meaning she's been cool and buzzy for like so many years where you think she wouldn't be, anymore but somehow kind of still is under the radar i'd call kalani of them actually yeah you would call kalani of them okay i mean i would call shake a who at least because i mean not only she's like not a nah she's definitely like a successful musician but also like people love talking about this relationship because they're really hot together and so it's like kind of a thing and then also when shake first like premiered or like appeared it was on um ghost town that yeah, song ghost town, which is on life of pablo no on it's the one that he did Jesus. in wyoming which uh, is like wyoming i forget What's... which album that was yay it's yay okay so her voice was like on it and people were like oh my god who is that who is and that this? was her and i and I think we might have also mentioned it that people were really obsessed with her voice on that. Uh, as someone who's not the biggest fan of like late era Kanye, that was the song from that album that like had staying power for me, mm -hmm. at least. Like that's the song I revisit. And that's mm -hmm. because of Shake. And now she's one of the, you know, 
35,000 writers on Alien Superstar, which is probably the next single off of Renaissance. She has a relationship with Beyonce because she worked on with Beyonce on Beyonce's uh, Lion King, like Black is King and um, The Gift stuff that mm-hmm. she, that when Beyonce mm-hmm. was in that era, which actually when you listen to Renaissance sounds similar a lot like Renaissance. Era. They're very similar eras. And right. Shake wrote and performs on the song that's told from the perspective of Scar, which is <laughs> pretty fun. Not everything on this album is literal, as in like a soundtrack to the story of The Lion King, but some of the songs are. And it's funny that she got one of the literal songs. Like, it's called Scar. Okay, I've never heard that. You have to play that because I've never heard that. interview with Rolling Stone she says I'm tired of people asking me how is it being from New Jersey in almost every (laughs) interview (laughs) that's the funniest question and the other one is how is it working with Kanye West obviously that's one of the highlights of my career I'm just tired of the question you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying he's obviously one of the most influential artists of all time my biggest influence in music I would not be here without him but the question is just redundant like just listen to last interview and you'll find out what's (laughs) funny is that what's working with Kanye West like is alongside how is it being from New Jersey (laughs) as an annoying question to her so have you visited the site of the Hindenburg disaster (laughs) oh my god truly like what do you think about bruce springsteen like have you Mm. seen jersey shore like i have lots of questions that are they're involving you being from new jersey don't worry about it don't worry about it but yeah i think shake is definitely a who but you can't work with kanye and then beyonce twice get a million great profiles in music publications that really matter and then not be on the track to them dumb i mean you know it's kind of just funny that like Shake is doing what maybe Kalani did quite a few years ago when she was like buzzy, like hot buzzy versus mm-hmm. being like cool and confident. Like I feel like she's now come a- come over the mountain into like acceptance on like what her career is going to be like. Like she's not going to be like a superstar, like a freaking, but maybe that's okay. Maybe and I feel like Shake is kind of, I think it's like probably healthier that she's not, but yeah. that's not my, not my choice, but it's interesting. It's really interesting to me. Yeah. I think that Kalani easily could have been a superstar and it's very clear based on like every profile of Kalani that like they have like a pretty complicated relationship with fame and are probably yes, a little hesitant definitely. towards going all in despite the fact that everyone in their orbit is right. like go all in go all in go all in and also you know? maybe like a little bit smarter than to like do that at this point mm-hmm. or even even at the point where they maybe could have done it or maybe mm-hmm. they tried to do it and it failed and like na- then you see kind of like the layers peeled back of like like, oh, something more is going on in your brain that yes. this would have been a bad thing for you. It also seems mutually beneficial for both of them to be in very similar spaces in the industry where they understand each other's, like, deals. Like, they mm-hmm. understand each other's reputations and place in the industry pretty well because they have very similar ones. Yeah, I can get why people... And then that means that people are, like, really rooting for this relationship, too. That's another... It's, like, a lot of pressure on them, too. So there's, mm-hmm. like, a lot of things going on here. Next call. Hi, Timmy, Bobby, and Lindsay. Who is Brandon Perea? Let's talk about him and why he looks like every guy I've dated since I've moved to LA. Because <laughs> he's hot? <laughs> just, just like five seconds of complete silence. I kept waiting for crunch, crunch, but it never came. Waiting for an absolution that would never come. This is a funny counter to the shake conversation because here's someone who is desperate to be a superstar, <laughs> like a huge I mean, fan truly. of Brandon Perea. He's my OA king. Lindsay knows that I I've been like, telling everyone who to listen to watch the who OA. Wrote oh that? my god! It's like literally, my it's OA like king. they put him in glasses. I mean, I will say what's funny about this guy is they've literally had him look every other way that he doesn't look in real life like did you scroll down to see what he looks like in real life like yes. he does not look like not only does he not look like the oa character he doesn't even look like the nope character the nope mm-hmm. character they gave him kind of like a burnout stoner vibe in real mm-hmm. life he's wearing like a purple suit with slick back hair and looks like and like makeup you know like i didn't even recognize him when i saw a photo of him in real life like from the movie but yeah he's been at this for a while now 
he's the guy in Nope who works at the Fry's electronic store. I mean, he's like third lead, he's right? Third or lead. Fourth he's lead. the third, third lead, lead vocalist. Right? He's very funny in it. He's very good in it. He's very funny. He's kind of a breakout post. Like, we all knew about Daniel. We all knew about Steven. Kiki's number one breakout from that movie, even though Kiki has long deserved something like this. But, like, I guess I mean, right. he's the main breakout because everyone kind of knew who Kiki was. No one really knew who this guy was. This is the guy you leave. You no- can't really be a breakout if people knew who you were. Like, I get that we're trying to break out Kiki in new and in in interesting ways every time she's in something just to, like, get her but to it's the not next breakout. level. But people know who she is. And people who saw Nope already know who she is, you know? Yes. This guy kind of came out of the blue and is really funny in it. And in all the press he's doing for Nope, he talks about the fact that, like, this character was written differently in the original script. He wasn't supposed to be such a sort of like brooding downer. But during his audition, Jordan was like, well, that's kind of not how I expected this character to be. And I'm really intrigued by the way you're doing this. So we had to kind of rewrite it. And that's cool. Like that says something about like his talent and I guess his like energy that he was able to convince Jordan to rewrite this character for him specifically. But also, mm-hmm. like, he loves every interview in this. He loves to talk about himself. Like, he loves the attention. He loves talking about his, like, art and his talent in a way that a lot of people find, I don't know, discomforting. I'm talking about Shake specifically. But, like, in one of his interviews, I think it's the one with Kyle Buchanan in the New York Times, he's like, I really want to be a Marvel star. And then you go to his Twitter and he's, like, constantly talking about how he wants to join the MCU. I don't mind the shamelessness there because we know that that could work, you know, like that could very easily work if he's able to mobilize like his fans online and like get a conversation going. Maybe Marvel will notice and put him in something, but like he's gunning for superstardom. Right. His credits are pretty small. Like he didn't really do much before the OA. The OA was his first like TV role. He had small roles and like shorts. He started as a child breakdancer slash roller skating superstar, kind of. Well, now you see why, <laughs> like, the, you know, the the want is there. He was literally on Nickelodeon's Figure It Out when he was, like, a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. And the reason he was is because he was a famous breakdancer slash roller skater. Like, he was, mm-hmm. like, a kid who was, like, really good at, like, those things, which yeah. is insane. He, like, placed first at, like, the WSA National... What is even the WSA? I don't know. Like, it's like, skate- I looked at the, It's like spirit. It's like spirit. It's cheer. It's oh called... God, he was um, literally the world's youngest professional skater. Yes. Worldwide Spirit Association. It's cheerleading. Oh, my God. His skating yeah. is like... He's doing, like, dance... He's doing, like, break dancing and skating. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, he's and these really are videos... Talented. They're all on his YouTube... His YouTube channel is, like, filled. It's, like, kind of his reel. So... His YouTube channel, his very personal YouTube channel, has, like, videos from his career as a teen roller skating Wait, champion. But then he also, this like... this guy in some sort of, like, biopic or, like, retro 70s skate, like, skate rink movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he can kill... He would kill it. You wouldn't even need a stuntman. Yeah. Like, in one interview that he's I watched like of him... He's, like, incredible. They're like, oh, do you still, like, skate? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, of course. Like, I'm really good at it. He's yeah. breakdance skating. He's mm-hmm. break. He's literally skating and break. He's skating. He's breakdancing on skates. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to tell you how impressive this is. Like it's really cool <laughs> to have this guy be an actor and not like utilize this some way in a project is insane to me. It's very like how dare you put Lizzo on stage and not give her a flute? You know. <laughs> well, they did for so long. They did for like, so stop, long. Stop with the flute. Stop, stop with, the, with flute. the flute. But, but we haven't gotten saying, tired like, of his skating yet. We have to be, give the oppor- be given the opportunity to get tired of his skating. I just feel like it's, yeah, like, give me, I mean, I'm just saying, like, give this guy a movie where he can shine like that. Like, I mean, he was in a dance, he was in, like, um, dance camp or, like, dance. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done, like, his dance thing. Like, kids but, dance stuff, yeah. But come on, like, American Hustle, I don't know, do some sort of, like, roller rink thing. Give Brandon Perea something. He definitely, like, wants to be famous. He's tweeting, like, Marvel, watch out. (laughs) Please, please, please. And then he did this. I I can't. How did you interpret this? I think this was also in Kyle Buchanan's interview with him. But he's talking about how he's been humbled by the experience of having the OA, like, a buzzy television show. And then there being, like, a pretty long break between that and Nope. He was, like, I was able to, like, really think about my career and, like, think about what I want. And he's, like... Right, exactly. He's good at selling this sort of stuff, which is like, oh, he has the energy of someone who's like gonna make it happen for himself. But well, very funny. He like gave an interview and he was like, I almost booked Euphoria. Well, that's, that's what like I was gonna most... say. 
Yeah, sorry. That's He doesn't say it. And so my question to you was, do you think he wanted someone to guess? Because he basically, he goes, yes. I'm just going to quote him. I wouldn't have handled success the best, I think. At that time, I probably would have let it steer me away from the art form just to get money grabs or a big following. There was a popular TV show I thought I was close to booking, but I think my intentions were in the wrong place where I was like, oh man, I can get a lot of viewers and young people to be on my side. I wasn't looking at like, I love this character. I really want to deliver in this series. So I'm glad there was a no on that front because it was a very viral show. And and then Kyle inter- interrupts him and goes, was it Euphoria? <laughs> And he says, Ooh, you oh, you it. guessed it. You're good. But You're everything good. happens for a reason. I had to learn that. No offense, but I don't think I don't think this is actually a perspective. He, I think he still has this perspective. Like, uh, yeah, he's not like I learned from that. Sorry. Like, he definitely would still take euphoria. Mm-hmm. I just love this energy. Like, I feel like there's a an impulse that I think a lot of younger yeah. Hollywood stars have where they like lean towards humility and modesty. And sometimes it's like. I know you're mm. bullshitting me. Like, don't bullshit me. And I appreciate that he's kind of not a bullshitter. Not entirely. <laughs> Funnily enough, Timmy Timmy points out that it's funny because in Nope, he looks like Dominic Fike in Euphoria. Like, the same, like, spiky blonde mm-hmm. hair. Like, he looks exactly like him. It's the same exact look. Mm-hmm. And the That's same exact, point. like, vibe, too. Mm-hmm. His partner is somebody who goes by the name Brooklyn, B-K-L-Y-N-N, who is uh-huh. also a performer. Singer, performer. I think B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N-N. That's just their handle. Right. But they've been together for a long time. I don't know. They're not famous, so nothing really to say about them. Brandon Preya, star. If you haven't seen OA seasons one and two, watch them because they're both really fucking good. Okay? Right. Relax. I'm sick of telling people to watch the OA. Okay? Relax. No one's watching the OA. It's been over for <laughs> it's, decades. It's so... Good. Okay. Nobody wants to watch that. People did like it. Nobody wants to watch oh it. It's my fine. God. Sometimes I just you're not watch you're acting like it didn't get clips. its due. People talked about it. It. it was fine. It did it. People yes, didn't talk about did. it enough. Okay, well, they relax. Did it. They did. We're not gonna talk about it more than they did. <laughs> okay, next call. <laughs> I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else <laughs> is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, TN Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. of. Kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot, 
and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes, and that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Dane Cook got engaged. He got the people exclusive. And there's not a fucking ring on her finger. There's not a ring in any of the pictures. What the hell? Crunch, crunch. I love that of all the things to notice about this couple, which there are many, you notice that there's no ring on her finger in the photos that are engagement photos. There is a photo of him down on a knee giving her what I think is a ring, but then there's no ring in any but other then photos. You, you zoom in on the ring box where he's holding the ring is there in the no people's ring? photos and you can't even see the ring in it. So do you think it's like staged? Do you think they don't have a ring yet? Well, the follow-up people exclusive photos post ring given where she's like, oh my God. There's the photo of the classic left hand on the chest of the man that gave you the ring. No ring on it. Then the other one, they're clutching each other and her left hand is raised. And you, the reason you raise the left hand like this towards the camera is to show off the ring. And there's no ring on any of the fingers. It's so weird. Why would you do this unless you had a ring? Just put on any ring. Just grab a dinky fake ring or like what? No, who like anything, a band or something. You're right, though. It's funny that this caller is talking about the ring when everyone else is trying to do like the mental math lady about how old she was when they met. And she's like, I don't see a ring on these photos. It's so true. This is just as weird as everything else. I just, I think they had some sort of other, I think this is just stage. Like the photographer for people wanted the exclusive photos. So they brought them a box and said, can you like do this again? Can you like recreate this moment? Maybe she hasn't, it hasn't gotten sized yet or I something. I mean, I don't know. Photoshop the ring reasons in. why she wouldn't have a ring. I don't even care. I care more that she's like, how old? 21 and he's like 50? She's 23. He's 50. And they called, and who called them longtime loves? People called them longtime loves? People called them longtime loves, okay? They've been dating for five years. If you do the math, that means that they've been dating since she was 18. But if you do more math based on the interviews about how they met, it's very clear that they mm, potentially could have met when she was 17. It's weird because they met at a game night that he hosted at his, his house. Mm-hmm. Why would a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old girl come to a game night at a 50-year-old's house? Like, what would <laughs> well, be the reason for that? Well, at that point, he was 45, like, 40s. Okay, four. I don't care. <laughs> like, why would she be there? I heard a rumor that her dad is friends with him, which, like, oh unfortunately is more disgusting and makes oh more sense. Oh, my God. But it, yeah. if you do the math, though, it it's so it's so interesting. So it says, we met at a game night I host at my place, Cook wrote on his Instagram story. We were friends for a while and soon after fell in like with each other and then upgraded to love. When she was 19, they wrote it up with the language people They've been dating for nearly two years, when she was 19. But it also says they were friends for a while before they started to date. And I think that means they met when she was underage. They had to wait until she was 18 to start dating officially, which is sort of like, okay, I guess everyone involved was doing their due diligence. But it makes it creepy to know that he appears Mm -hmm. to have met her when she was underage and then stayed with her and whatever. But... Uh, I don't even know. You don't even have to talk about the age difference to be creeped out by this, just simply because Dane Cook is involved, you know? I mean, it certainly doesn't make things better. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. Dane Cook generally is kind of like a real uh, mess, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of just a cultural figure that we like really celebrated and like regret, you know? We put him on a pedestal for too long for kind of reasons no one can understand anymore. And now we're just suffering the consequences for the rest of our lives. <laughs> it's true. Like we have to know about his engagement to Kelsey yeah. Taylor, you know? It's like Comedy Central played his stand-up special like for about five years straight. And then here we are now, yeah, you know, is, like that's the butterfly There were so effect. many good quote tweets though of the of the, now, the news, like announcing their engagement and calling longtime love. Did you... There were so like oh, there course. were so many good tweets. It can't be long time love if she hasn't been on the planet long time. <laughs> I love that one. Thank you, Jordan Michael Smith. Just, she hasn't been on the planet long time. It took me a while to get that, but um, oh my somebody God. wrote like congratulations to the bride and the groomer. That's a real. <laughs> oh, that was a real ew. one I saw a few oh, times. God, sorry. Disgusting old men have been pursuing young women since time immemorial, but this feels like notable and line-crossy 
because of the actual math of when they met. Yeah, just don't. I mean, I'm sorry, but don't call them. Lo- like Page Six knew what knew what they were doing. Like, it it was it's not a thing until you start call until you start like tracing back. Like, I don't need the origin story of this relationship. It's going to mm-hmm. be disgusting, you know. Yeah. I hate this peek into what life is like at the Dane Cook. Um, I already forgot what her name is. And here's Kelsey. the thing about Kelsey. I don't think we've said her name yet. Kelsey Taylor. Here's the thing about Kelsey, Kelsey. Taylor. We've had plenty of opportunities to talk about Dane Cook and T- Kelsey Taylor in the past. I think maybe we've mentioned them once because it's just so unpleasant to oh, think about these Oh, we definitely mentioned two. them once for sure we've mentioned that and then we were like let's not give everyone updates about this but this just feels like this unavoidable you know pop culture topic i went to dane cook's twitter and i was just like oh god what is their relationship like because on august 2nd he tweeted hanging with the woman i love and it's the two of them in like a photo booth and then the next day he goes i gotta tell you the gray man is really fun on netflix give it a look (laughs) imagine this kelsey taylor woman this pilates instructor from nevada in this big la mansion and then she like walks into the living room and Dane Cook is watching The Gray Man. And she's just like, I'm going to be in the other room. Like, that's how I picture their relationship. Oh, you're watching Gray Man tonight? Oh, honey, The Bachelor, I got to catch up I'm, with The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of creepy old men, I, did you notice on her Instagram? Because it's on her Instagram, it's Who Weekly's Instagram. So it always shows like mutual follows that we follow on Who Weekly. And it says, followed by official Aaron Brady. Jason Oppenheim and Cynthia Lovely. No. I was like, Jason Oppenheim, get the fuck off her page, get okay? The get the fuck, fuck off here. of her page. Stay away from her. Get anyway, a job. She, she's not an actor or anything. She's a aspiring singer. I don't actually think she wants to be a singer anymore professionally. I think she's a pretty successful Pilates instructor. And she, I think she might she have has some a Patreon. famous climate, clients. Yeah, she, she has, has a Patreon. A Patreon. Mm-hmm. I think she does um, like Pilates videos and stuff, etc. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. And like nutrition stuff because she has she's a certified food therapist. But I think okay. her her vibe is more health wellnessy than it is. You, you know, lost arts. me. You lost me. Move on. Hi. So this is really stupid for me, but every single time. I like see something about Ashanti and talk about her in the present tense. I get like confused. For some reason, I always think she's dead. And I feel really bad because then I realize that she's not. And then I'm like, oh my God, why do I think that? Like, she's obviously not dead. But like, my brain thinks she is. I don't know why. Um,. I guess it's not really a question, but I just had to share. The one dollar one. Bye. How can you think Ashanti is dead? She's like constantly on vacation and posting photos of it. Literally, like everyone who know who knows anything knows that Ashanti's been in Turks and Caicos. Like she's every been in day. Turks and Caicos like, every for other like weekend years. for the past like five years. Well, actually, it's really funny. Somebody did tweet Ashanti on vacation in Turks and Caicos for the fifteenth time while hearing Irv Gotti is holding on to two thousand two. She really is always <laughs> in Turks and Caicos. Like it's crazy. So the reason this person called must be because Ashanti made headlines once again, but only in the periphery. She was trending for reasons that. She She's probably absolutely sick of and kind of have nothing to do with her because Irv Gotti, who yeah. is the he created. Um, he's like an ex, he's a music exec. at like, What's his what's his murdering uh, murdering. And so he's a co-founder of murdering records. And that was Ashanti's label for a long time. So like he's responsible for like all of Ashanti's early hits. Sure. But he also they did date while they he was married while he so was married. This is, and there's like a big joke that like every time he talks about anything, he brings up Ashanti and it's like enough, <laughs> like stop bringing up Ashanti like every interview he does. So he went on. Uh, a podcast called Drink Champs. They released like a small clip of him complaining about Shanti once again. And they do like, they're like smoking cigars and like it's smoky and it's like boys talk. It's very man cave vibes. And he's getting so, like the visual makes this so much more pathetic. It's funny that Jaw Rule is there too. Like I hope Jaw Rule like steps in and is like, stop, please stop talking about Ashanti. Well, you know Jaw Rule has heard this story more times than we the public have so heard this times. story. You it's know, and true. he's just like, uh-huh, true. uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. It's just funny because it's like he's complaining about seeing Ashanti when Ashanti dated Nelly on TV for the first time and realizing that 
like she was dating somebody else but meanwhile he literally was at home with his wife and like that's not part of the story and everybody's tweeting like lmao this guy like wants us to feel bad for him when like he literally was like at home with his wife when he saw his girlfriend ashanti out with somebody else the sentiment that kind of can't be beat is from this person maddie bk67 on twitter who said erp Gotti saying the woman i'm in love with and not talking about his wife is hilarious because in the clip he says like essentially i'm paraphrasing it's so difficult to see the woman you're in love with on television with another man and that woman being ashanti and that man being nelly meanwhile at the same time he has a wife with whom he has kids <laughs> exactly Exactly. I can get past you wanting to be with Nelly. Sounds like you didn't get past that. I'm just being honest. Listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. At the time right. it happens, any man. Yeah, of course. Is you is her? Yeah, the chick you fucking are in love with is with this country grandma. You wanna you wanna hear how I found out? How you found out? <laughs> yeah, only, only on drink chat. We saw. The documentary, too. Yeah, so yeah. Too. How did you find out, sir? I was at home. Uh-huh. And there wasn't no Twitter or Instagram back then. I was at home. Okay. Listen to this shit. This is God wanted me to find out. I was at home. NBA package. I like watching sports. Oh, my God. What's this commotion going on in the stadium? Mm. We just found out what the commotion is. Nelly has walked in with the Shanti. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. So, Irv Gotti... That's his whole thing, right? He's clearly made a ton of money and was very successful because of Murder, Inc. And he's just dining out on this 20-year-old story and will keep dining out on this story forever. I'm going to play. He's talked about this on Drink Champs before. If I can find all the clips, I'm going to play all of them here because he keeps bringing it up. It's crazy. I, I wanted Ashanti to be the biggest bitch ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I be wanting... Yo, go, be the biggest. I want to see it. Even if you don't stay with me. That, and that's just me being, listen, that's just. He's, he's he said that in there. And you was introducing the new Ashanti album. Yeah. And the minute you came out, I'm from Haiti, and you had that smile on your face when she was performing. Yeah. And I'm looking at you, and you got that. I, he was in love smile, from the beginning. Man. Let's I keep it real. He was in love from the beginning. Thank you, Wyclef, for bringing that up. I wasn't going to go there. If you had her on Drink Champs or whatever, she'd probably be like, I never fuck with Gotti. And she'll be, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, but I'm going to give it to you real. Like, me and her, dare I say, was in love. And I hope she's probably going to get mad because I'm talking. Shanti Nori asked me, please leave that in. Okay. I don't want to talk right. about you. You know what I'm saying? I don't do anything. Right, in a good way. Yeah, like, we was, but if you want to talk about it, we had, it was real. What we had was real. Right. It was real. The funniest thing is Ashanti's literally tweeting, Happy Sunday, y'all. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. She She's can't be bothered. Goes, she doesn't care. She can't care. be bothered. Ashanti, though, them, for sure. Oh, yeah. Irv Gotti, I guess, also maybe them. Irv Gotti seems very industry. I guess maybe he's he a He seems who. very niche, niche them, but murder Inc. them. Records murder is Inc. Is, a a them. Them. is more of a them than him, I think. Ja Rule's still kind of a them. Oh, Ja Rule's a them for sure. Didn't yeah. Ashanti just go on tour with Ja Rule? <laughs> and like, aren't, didn't they also date secretly? Like, I don't understand why like all these men are like not yeah, discussing sorry. the elephant uh-huh. in the room, which yeah. is like, oh, you're going to let Irv Gotti talk about this and not be like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, we only, the only thing is we only got a clip of this podcast. Like the podcast wasn't out when this started trending. Yeah, like, this was their knew- teaser clip. Yeah, they knew to put this clip out. They knew it would cause conversation. And yet, it's just, like, really funny that there's no context for it. Mm -hmm. Nobody got to respond. It was just a clip. Ashanti is alive, and she is seemingly quite happy. She's, like, doing well. Yeah, I know. I mean, that that tour seems huge. That's not one of those... Remember, they, like... It's not one of those, like, COVID-y tours that was announced, started, and then kind of canceled midway. Like, the Ashanti Ja Rule, like, kind of throwback nostalgia tour is still going strong. When you dream somebody is injured, aren't you supposed to tell them, like, warn them? I know this doesn't count for celebrities. Like, you don't need to tell celebrities. Like, celebrities Mm -hmm. are part of your conscious, and they, like, don't really count as real people when you dream about them because you don't know Mm -hmm. them. But if you dream about somebody you know or, like, of a friend of a friend who you've met and something happens to them, you're supposed to, like, tell them, right? Like an omen. Aren't you? You are? I didn't know that. 
The only person I dream about getting killed is me, so. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the No, but, like, it's happened to me a few times. Like, people have told me. It's like, oh, like, I dreamt you, like, fell out a window. Like, are you what? okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> I dreamt you fell out of a window? Yeah, that happened to me once with somebody. Can I ask who it was? Who dreamed you fell out of a window? Do I know them? It was my friend from study abroad's grandmother who I met once when I was studying abroad. She dreamt I fell out a window after she met me. The grandmother? Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm really going to Was it like an Irish window. grandmother? No, it was like an Italian, like from like oh. the south of Italy grandmother. Very sweet woman who dreamt I fell out a window and was like worried and like told her granddaughter to like t- ask me if I was okay because she thought I fell out of a window. <laughs> Anyways, I was fine. But I do think that that is a thing. You're supposed to like tell people if you like, if there's like a bad omen in your dreams about them. Ashanti, if you're listening... There's a random hooligan who thinks you're dead. I, do with that information what you will. I don't know how to tell you anything else. <laughs> Wait, she didn't dream that she was dead. She just th- thinks that she was dead. Sorry, she maybe I, was, I, sorry, I conflated yeah, I think the we're confusing things. I think we're confusing okay. things, but that's fine. Next call. Hi, Javi. Um, okay, quick question for you. Do you think that Greta Thunberg knows who the Joker is? Anyway, that's it. Uh, one of everything really good. Bye. Does Greta Thunberg know who the Joker is? This is like her, makes my brain hurt. Her Joker is Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> her, her number one villain is Taylor Swift. <laughs> Truly. She hasn't spoken out about that. She knows not to waste her time speaking out about Taylor Swift. Like her plain use, you know? Exactly. Like Greta's she's like, like, I have so many ground. bigger fish to fry. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she's trying to prevent the fish from frying is what the issue is. Stop it. I have so many bigger fish I'm trying not to fry. Stop it. Greta Thunberg definitely knows who the Joker is. She exists in the world. The Joker is just one of the most famous characters. I know. Right also, this is culture. like when people were trying to like, um, what's her face? The other young girly who's a hero. Oh my god. Malala. Malala. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. Another young girly who's a hero. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have these little girlies who are heroes. The other young girly who's a Okay, anyways, people kept trying to be like, Ma- like Malala doesn't know who blah, blah, blah. It's like Malala is like a teen in the Malala's world. A she teen. knows like things. Yes. She is out here knowing who Zendaya is and watching Euphoria. Like, let her be a teen, you know? Like, Greta can care about the environment, but also like listen to SZA or whatever. We shouldn't let them lose their humanity. They are doing heroic things. Yes. That's, that's one of the things that makes them so cool because they are just like me and you. They know who the yes. Joker is. Malala knows who Taylor Swift is, you know? I love that knowing who the Joker is, like, represents, like, childhood. We're like, let them live their lives and know who the Joker is. Greta definitely not only knows who the Joker is, Greta probably has an opinion on the Joker. Greta's probably like, I don't think they should make a sequel. I'm not intrigued by the (laughs) sequel idea. I've heard rumors it's going to star Lady Gaga and in that it will be a musical. I don't approve, you know? I forgot about those rumors. That's so Those rumors. It's called, like, something French. The title is confirmed, but we don't know if uh, Lady Gaga is actually going to be in it. Okay. Yuck. Next call. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. This is Katie. I was going through Charlie XDX's, uh, the stories that she reposted on her birthday of people wishing her happy birthday, and they were really all over the gamut. So I want to talk about the ones that were verified and have you rank them from who to them. So Addison Ray. Dua Lipa, Jordan Firstman, Rita Ora, Chris Horan, Ross Dan. Okay, who to them? French, French, bye. Okay, this is like because Charlie has like an amazing slew of diverse fans and lovers. Yeah, you're right. She has a lot of friends. She's very influential. Um, Who to them? Oh. I think Chris Horan's the whoiest, right? Definitely. Who is that? Chris Horan is a stylist. So, oh, I do know who that is. Chris, Chris Horn is a vamp. Is is a vamp? Then I would say we have Firstman, Jordan Firstman. Although mm-hmm. I feel like Rostam and Firstman are kind of like in the same. Like some people, know, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. Yes. You know? Do you know? Do you know what Chris Horn iconically did last month that you definitely saw? What did he Chris do? Chris Horn did style oh, Christina J-Lo's... Aguilera's no Christina no. Aguilera's dildo outfit for Pride. <laughs> Remember when Christina Aguilera wore yes, the dildo? Yes, where she like, came the out with the strap dildo? on. Yeah, well, she came with the strap on. Yeah, yeah, no, we love that. Great, uh-huh. iconic, cool. So, like, I'm looking through Chris Horn's Instagram, and it's like, okay, these 
things are iconic. He styles Charlie all the time, but like you're a vamp. You're the whoiest. The real question is who cares about Chris Torin? The question is who's who's whoier, Addison Ray or like Rostam? You know, like that's the real like that's the real meat of the issue. I'm sorry. Rostam is whoier than Addison Ray. No <laughs> offense to Rostam. <laughs> okay. Who's whoier? Rostam or Jordan Firstman though? Oh, Jordan Firstman. I think we go Chris Horan, Jordan Firstman, Rostam, Rostam, Addison Ray, Addison Ray, Rita Ora, Rita Ora, Dua Lipa. Yeah. Do you, Rita Ora is less hooey than Addison Ray? Do I think Rita Ora is less hooey than Addison Ray? What does that mean? Yes. No. Hooier. She, she, no, Rita Ora is not hooier than Addison no, Ray. No, Rita Ora is themier than Addison Ray. Get out of here. That's huge for leave. Rita, though. I'd have to leave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, we did it. So let's do it one more time. From hooeyest to themiest. Chris Horan, Jordan Fersman, Rostam, Addison Ray, Rita Ora, Dua Lipa. Perfect. Perfect. Happy birthday, Charlie. Happy birthday, Charlie XCX. Where does she fit in this list? For her birthday, I'm not ranking her in this list. (laughs) That's her gift. Because I love her. Happy birthday, Charlie. We're not going to rank you. You don't need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, girl. Okay. In light of Kira, um, who to them from these celebrities convicted of tax evasion, some of which I don't think were actually convicted of tax evasion, but that's what Google's calling me. Um, Wesley Snipes, Shakira, Martha Stewart, Ja Rule, Pete Rose, Leona Helmsley, Daryl Strawberry, Fat Joe, Sophia Loren, and Sinbad. Who did them? Oh my God! Wesley Snipes, Shakira, Martha Stewart, Ja Rule, Pete Rose, Leona Helmsley, Daryl Strawberry, Fat Joe, Sophia Loren, and Sinbad. <sighs> There's a lot of vintage them's in here. These are people who are like inarguably them's in their prime. You know, like there was a time when Sinbad was on top of the world, but he can't really say that anymore. I know this is kind of impossible to rank. Are we ranking them like now? I would say like weirdly Ugh. the themiest person on this list is like a race between Shakira and Martha Stewart with like Wesley Snipes at like a second or something close second close third and like Sophia Loren like at, like after that because of like just the idea of her name being like very old Hollywood right so you go to like Sophia Loren in the 60s and it's like she but I would say Sophia Loren and Simbad are the same <laughs> think about it I'm thinking think about, about it. Just like I just expand don't expand your brain. I think the whoiest the person same. is the person who I had to Google. They said Pete Rose, and Pete Rose is a, That's a former baseball person. player. Yeah. So I'm just like, no, you're Hemsley? at the bottom. They called her the Queen of Mean. That's all I know about her, but I don't know where she worked. I don't know her. She was like an iconic asshole boss. God, who did she work for? She was a hotelier real estate person. And she died at 87 in 2017 and she didn't pay her taxes oh she went to prison for tax evasion yes and people loved her because she didn't pay her taxes and they were like yes queen don't pay those fucking taxes bitch they love yes it. i can't believe shakira they're saying that shakira, they want to give her eight years which seems completely they're not gonna crazy. give her eight i know years. they're not they but like s- just the they threat of scare. that it's like they're just literally scaring people into paying their taxes they're like even shakira could go to jail for eight years it's like she's not gonna go to jail for eight years you know so Daryl Strawberry, also baseball. What is it with these baseball stars, like, not paying yeah. their taxes? Who Did they all just share accountants that convince them of things? Like, not to give all these people the benefit of the doubt, but I feel like this is an accountant problem who says, like, no, Shakira, it's fine. Just put your money here and it'll be okay. Like, yeah, maybe they should I ask wonder. more questions. You do but, wonder. like, celebrities are not that smart. So I just feel you like... You do wonder. I gotta wonder. I, I, I have a you little gotta bit wonder. of... You gotta wonder. You really gotta wonder. Like, Leona Helmsley seems like she definitely knew she was doing something wrong simply because she was a business person. But when your job isn't business and your job isn't money, like... Don't you... I, like, sometimes your accountant, like, is fucking you over, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm gonna put Pete Rose at the bottom, then Leona Helmsley. Moving up, I think I'm gonna put Daryl Strawberry just because it's more sport and I just refuse to put, like, vintage sports above, like, let's say Sinbad or Sophia Loren, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Although Daryl Strawberry, I know from The Simpsons. Isn't that crazy? Remember when he was on The That's Simpsons? That's crazy. As himself. Like, I don't know him from baseball. I just knew he was as a baseball player who was on The Simpsons. Sinbad, Sophia Loren, Fat Joe. I'm having a hard time here. Sophia Loren to me is same as Sinbad. Why is so Fat we're... Joe higher than Sinbad and Sophia Loren? Get him down there. <laughs> Fat Joe's under Sinbad, babe. 
put them under Sinbad. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, so Pete Rose, Leona Helmsley, Daryl Strawberry, Fat Joe, Sinbad slash Sophia Loren, <laughs> Ja Thank Rule, you. Wesley Snipes, and then we have a tough one, Shakira versus Martha Stewart. You're putting Ja Rule above Sinbad and Sophia Loren? Yes, we just talked about him. <laughs> He's in the news. We just talked about him in another segment. Okay. I'm sure Sinbad's in the news if you just Googled him. <laughs> No, he's not. I was just thinking about Sinbad okay. recently, and he's just not, okay. he's not really around much. Okay, and Sophia Loren's dead, so. But Sophia Loren really is, no, news. Sophia Loren is not dead. Oh, my, Sophia Loren's alive, but she's Sophia also Loren not is, making the news. Sophia Loren is hey, well, so alive. She was just in that movie that, like, I didn't watch. How old is she? <laughs> oh, she's up to 100. She? No, she's almost 90. She's uh, 80-something. Okay. 87. Okay, sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to kill her. I really did not mean to kill her. I really did not mean to kill her. Wow, sorry. out here calling, okay. like, Sophia Loren dead. Also, Sinbad is not in the news. <laughs> no offense to Sophia Loren, but I'm putting Ja Rule ahead of you. <laughs> is I mean, that? I feel like that, that might kill her. <laughs> that might do it, babe. Okay, but then look at this list. I'm sorry. You put Sophia Loren and Sinbad as a tie. That complicates things because you put Ja Rule below them. And it's like, wait, we talk about Ja Rule to this day. He was just on a podcast. He's touring with Ashanti. Like, he's still making moves. I mean, you're not wrong. It just feels bad. But sure. What about Wesley Snipes? Are we talking about him? See, Wesley Snipes, I feel like, might have to go. But he's the them. But he's the them. <sighs> Maybe we put him under Ja Rule. What? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're putting Ja Rule above Wesley Snipes? Okay. I can't stand for this anymore. Okay. We go Pete Rose, Leona Helmsley, Daryl Strawberry, Fat Joe, Sinbad, Slash Sophia Loren, Ja Rule, Wesley <laughs> Snipes, Martha Stewart, and then at the top of the list, Shakira. By That's... a hair. Buy a hair. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I'm just calling. Is Carly Rae Jepsen a who or a them? I kind of thought she was a them. And it popped up on my TikTok, obviously, with the new album and talking about the solar powerification of the album, <laughs> which I find hilarious. And then I noticed there's only like 200 videos underneath the sound and no one's really talking about the new album. So can you confirm for me? Carly Rae Jepsen, who are them? Tim Tebow lesbian, fight. I love that you're just figuring out how people feel about Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, it feels like you just heard Call Me Maybe and you were like, how could this person not be like a huge star? And now you're coming to terms with like her level of... The fact that Carly Rae Jepsen is a niche artist. <laughs> true. Like, uh, yes, yes. So like Carly Rae Jepsen released a new song today, but I think she's still niche. I think that she's a them. Oh, I think I she's think still a niche. She's definitely a them, but I think I think uh, that she's think not she's a, a superstar. Yeah, I think Wait, the you name. You think that she's a them? Yeah, much in the same way that I think mononymity really helps like propel you to themdom more quickly than let's say a standard two so name three thing. names. I think three names helps sort of make you a little more unique. Carly Rae Jepsen is just a name that I think is a little a little unforgettable. And I think uh -huh. there's a lot to be said for that. And I think Call Me Maybe was such a huge deal. I think that Call Me Maybe was a big enough hit where people are like, oh, isn't that that song? And if you, even if you said Carly Rae Jepsen, they were like, ooh, you'd be like, Call Me Maybe. They'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that song. And she's oh, by no she means still... a one-hit wonder. But like, she's never had a smash like that before. So she's a one-smash wonder. But doesn't that make you a one-hit wonder, though? I guess like one-hit wonder is more like you fall off the face of the planet, kind of. But... Which she certainly has not. We talked about the fact that like one hit wonders don't mean the same it's thing. It's not really a thing. Because That's like true. the music the music landscape is so different. Pop culture Everyone's is so Everyone's a different. one hit wonder now. Right. It's true, it's true, it's true. It's true, it's true. You could have a whole career off being a one hit wonder now. And like she has. I just think that emotion and emotion side B were such like huge hits just like on the internet. You know, and like in the music world, the cultural impact of like every single big critic being like, this is an album that is like one of the best we've ever yeah. heard in our like, lives. Like speaking of Rostam, you normal know, people being like, who, what, where, when, why, how is truly like has not been seen since Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely a niche artist, but she's a them. And um, that's fine. I love her. I'm a Jep friend. OG Jep friend. OG <laughs> Jep friend. So early on the Jep friend trained that like people don't even call themselves jet friends anymore because i don't, they think don't even remember people ever called them jet friends we just made that up no that was what they were called on tumblr <laughs> were they really we just piggyback jet friends yes oh my god i don't wow. think they kept using it because it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> i'm an og jet friend i think it's in my twitter bio 
still. You know who's a fan, though? Aquaria. Aquaria is the top comment oh, on her release. Aquaria, RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag Queen, iconic Aquaria comments first on every single Carly Rae Jepsen post. First comment, Aquaria. And she's using the fancy new emojis that aren't available yet because <laughs> they just yeah, appear as I, like blocks. You know, <laughs> shout out to, and you know, I'm so excited for the, long, the loneliest time. Me too. Me in stores October too. 21st. I couldn't be more excited. Are you kidding? Yes. This is not Spawn. We just truly love Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, and always have and always will. All right. Yeah. Let's end okay, the show. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call in show. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, and more. You can also just sign up for Apple Podcasts subscription so that you can get the extra VIP episodes once a week. Just write in your Apple Podcasts app. Pre order my debut novel the old place wherever you get your books and we'll see you on tuesday bye bye what's her face the other young girly who's a hero oh my god malala malala <laughs> thank you hey Lindsay, bobby long time long time i'm just calling to thank you because I was at a Father John Misty concert on Sunday night um, at Red Rocks in Denver, and Suki Waterhouse was the opening, and I had to explain in detail to my aunt and my husband who Suki Waterhouse is, and I thank you because you gave me the knowledge and the strength to get through describing who she is and what she does, Um, also to review her concert i think suki i think suki's gonna need a little work on the road um she's kind of like a cross between land del rey and courtney love i don't know it was a mess but anyways thank you for all you do crunch crunch hi who weekly hi Lindsay bobby uh this is kind of random but i'm watching titanic for the first time which is a whole nother story. But I just got started. It's at the very beginning when Rose is threatening to jump off the boat and then they save her and she's explaining why Jack was trying to help her and she said she wanted to see the propellers. And then one of the crew workers go, women and machinery don't mix. Which in my mind is just the predecessor and sets the way for Women don't belong in balloons. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm calling in with the unfortunate correction that the chain smokers are not going up in a hydrogen balloon. They are using up a bunch of helium and wasting all our helium. Um, I think the balloon company was trying to use hydrogen, but they did have a pretty bad explosion a la the Hindenburg um, but also the space balloon company, you know, they're trying to green, even though they're using all helium, they're trying to greenwash it by uh, having a chief earth advocate who happens to be Adrian Grenier, Grenier, I don't know how you say his name, but I thought that was another good, stupid who connection. Um, all right. Yeah. Crunch, crunch. Chain smokers don't belong in balloons. Holy crap, Lindsay Bobby. I just now realized that Addison Ray and Madison Beer are not the same person. My mind is completely blown. I have been conflating these two ladies for a really long time now. So, yikes. I don't know what that says. I guess they're both them, but not to me. Not to me. Anyway, thank you, Lindsay, podcaster, grateful for Klarna. Hi, Lindsay Bobby, short time, short time. Just wanted to give you a call because I just want to know what sign on is Bemier. So out of like, hi, who weekly, hi, Lindsay Bobby, hi, Lindsay Bobby Timmy, hi, Bobby Lindsay, hi, Bobby Lindsay Timmy. That's all. Crunch, crunch.